Welcome to Authors Revealed. I'm Becky Anderson. We are so thrilled. We have a Naperville native here. It's Anna Quinn. She grew up in Naperville and moved away when she was 11 years old, but this is her debut novel. She is also a bookstore owner of a store out in Washington State. This book is called The Night Child, a beautiful novel that you won't think about childhood the same way after you finish this one. It's so wonderful to have you here in the store, and it's so. And I think what's really fun about this is that you are a bookstore owner as well. Yes. So yes, you know, here you are now, a published author with your first novel out in the world, and and you grew up in Naperville. I did. Which I just found out. <laughs> I knew it was somewhere around here, but I had no idea. I so, did. Yeah. I grew up in uh, Green Acres. Yeah. Wow. And um, yeah, it was. Uh, and I'll say it again. It was really. Uh, synchronistic to see yeah. that this was my the last stop on my book tour yeah. was the store yeah. <laughs> this place I grew up I yeah. just uh, I was uh, flabbergasted because yeah. I, I so. looked at your website and you had gone to a lot of the stores up in the Pacific Northwest yeah. So, yeah. and I know a lot of those stores I've been to many of them yeah. so there's some great stores up there Pals and so I'm going to have to come and see you do please yes, do would love we would love that I would yeah. love to yeah. So, you know, how is it, you know, this book, your first novel out in the world as a bookseller, as a teacher of writing, and having that first book on shelves everywhere? How does that feel? Because the book's been out about, what, seven or so months? Yeah, yeah, it's January 30th it was yeah. released. You know, it's it's truly dreamlike. Yeah. It's just yeah. um, every time I go into a bookstore and I see it there, I just I feel so still very shocked and yeah. amazed and um, I'm, I'm not sure how to think about it really. Right. It's it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. Oh, I think it's incredible. And I, I don't I, have words. <laughs> well, and you've gotten so many wonderful reviews, and I love Thank Garstein's uh, yeah. blurb on the front of the book, which is yeah. absolutely he's one of our favorites, and um, so that's yeah. wonderful that he yeah. and so many other authors have also um, talked about this book. Yeah, such no, I've been very yeah. fortunate. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, What's it like now to be a bookseller and hand sell your own book in your own bookstore? <laughs> <laughs> There's been some interesting moments for yeah, sure. For yeah, sure. and um, I have. And, uh, it's it's been wonderful to meet people as they come in and they'll ask about the book, and then I do need to uh, say that I did write that book, mm -hmm. and that the their response is always really, you know, they're interested and sure. curious and right. want to talk about it. And um, fortunately, I haven't had anybody come in and say, unfortunately, anything negative about it while I'm standing behind the desk, <laughs> because well, we do hear you, as you know, we hear it all about every book. We you do, know, because and, um, not everybody likes every book. That's and right. The things that you absolutely adore. There are people who. Don't don't like it that's at all. right yeah so we, we do do, th do take that in. yeah but you know I just you know hosting and going to other stores now and being the author mm -hmm. that you are the event yeah instead yeah. of you hosting authors as yeah it that's yeah. got to be a real switch though it's very different yeah. yeah it's um it's been wonderful to go to all the different bookstores sure. and see their personalities and they're also different yeah and just to see how they set up events and do things but yeah. um it, it's definitely more relaxing to be hosting it <laughs> and to be <laughs> waiting yeah. to to speak and yeah, every sure. time before i read i always get very nervous you know and anxious about it and then once i do it it 
so far they've been people have been really responsive and well, a little nervous is, is good yeah so. maybe yeah. <laughs> but it's so great you've been around to so many independents because and truly we are independent that mm -hmm. means we are so very different from one another yeah. but yet yeah. yeah and the different areas that people different stores focus on yeah, you know and right. yeah it's fascinating yeah, it really is and you I always love going to other stores because I learn so much from other booksellers as yeah, well yeah yeah so born in Illinois so you said you were 11 when you moved out to the Pacific yeah Northwest. yeah so you know I should probably ask you and and considering that the the topic of the book and what it's based on and it started as a memoir mm -hmm. for you and coming back to Naperville I'm sure in some ways bittersweet in in many different ways but how did this book get its beginning and how did the memoir get started and I just want to know how did it morph into a fiction novel. Yeah, and I'm going to talk about that tonight at the reading too. Oh, but yeah, um, well, uh, when I started to to write the memoir, I didn't set out to write something that I was going to publish. Mm -hmm. I really wrote it as a way to make sense of what I went, what hap what I experienced with dissociation and childhood sexual abuse, and um, and I wrote and wrote about it for years and years, and I got to a point where I felt like. Um, I, w I felt a little stuck in the same kind of th the same narrative. It was starting to feel a little worn out, yeah. and I felt like I was missing something. And um, because of that, what something I tell when I work with writing uh, students is that it, when they feel stuck, is to change form. Mm -hmm. And so I I decided to do that myself, you know, on my own with trying poetry and writing through those themes in essay. And um, but it was fiction that just. Yeah really changed the story sure. yeah you know I think fiction you know it's it's also talking to you know people who write historical fiction mm -hmm. and and I think it's very true basically when you're telling the story of someone's life or your own mm -hmm. using fiction as a vehicle mm -hmm. kind of opens up emotional ways that you wouldn't be able to do it in, in strict fact or even in, in mm -hmm. memoir. I think you mm -hmm. can do it through other voices. You can do it in, yeah. in lots of different ways. Yeah, it's a tremendous exploration, yeah. really. And I yeah. think our imaginations hold so much information and give us these truths that we, we've been right. holding and we, we weren't able to articulate what they were yeah. and explore them through characters that aren't us. They are us, but they're not us. You know, and you can do it from an objective distance. It really can open up your perspective. Right. Yeah. So this whole process, writing the memoir, and I know all the things you did before that, writing poetry and essays mm -hmm. and all sorts of things, and also being a teacher of mm -hmm. writing, has, has this process and getting through to the night child and this great piece of fiction that you've written, has it been a real cathartic kind of process for you in, in coming up with the fiction now, too? Yeah, it's. It, I feel it, it changed me for sure, mm -hmm. and um, the memoir aspect of it was was very cathartic, and um, but the fiction, r using fiction as form was even more so. I felt that it really shifted my consciousness. Something big happened to yeah, me right. when I was writing from the from the form of fiction. And um, and I'm really grateful for that and fascinated yeah. by it. And it makes me want to write, you know, keep working with psychological fiction sure. and seeing what else yeah, is going on. Well, we can't <laughs> yeah. wait to see what's yeah. next. That's, that's so true. So, you know, you've told this story through Nora Brown. And mm -hmm. she's a, a high school teacher. And I, and I love the way you put in so many great books <laughs> into this book. 
Yes. You know, whether it was, you know, you're putting in Edith Hamilton or you're putting in Sylvia Plath and the mm -hmm. Bell Jar to even mm -hmm. Margaret Weiss Brown mm -hmm. and the important book, mm -hmm. which has always been one of my favorite picture books. Mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, 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 well, it's, it says things so simply. That's yeah. That's the way she could always do that. Yeah. But I love that through her. But, you know, the story is told from a way that it's sort of like PTSD, what mm -hmm. has happened to her and mm -hmm. that these memories are coming back that mm -hmm. she has buried mm -hmm. from her own childhood mm -hmm. and it's sort of a, um, a split consciousness that right. she's had right. and I thought it was so incredible the way you looked at this and I'm sure a lot of this comes from your own memories mm -hmm. um, and your own mind but how, how was it to write this and to get it right in a way I mean did mm -hmm. you do any research into more of the psychological things because mm -hmm. I, I'm sure you you know you've had a lot of experiences yeah, talking to yeah to therapists and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. But did you do some research? Yeah, I, I did a, a tremendous amount of research. Research. I really I wanted to get it right. Yeah. Right. And um, but and I, because I had gone through it on my own, I had a big stack, <laughs> you know, yeah. of, from my own therapist yeah. that I could go through. And I really I wanted to um, come from a place, uh, really from inside Nora's mind as, as she's processing this. So I was really just listening to her and trying to record what I was hearing from her, whatever it was, you know, and it, so it was really a matter of just truly, really, really listening to her and seeing what that experience was like as she was going through it. And then uh, it helped, of course, to know, you know, the research was more about uh, the, 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 the continuum of dissociation and what it actually is and you know what are the statistics and how many people experience right. DID which used to be called multiple personalities you know just for my own background information not a lot of that's in there um, some it some yeah. you know the therapist explain as she, the therapist explains it to Nora but yeah. most of it is coming from emotional truths from my body into hers and back again yeah. assimilated through her right but um because you can feel this river of dread mm -hmm. this sort of line mm -hmm. underneath what's what's happening but without the spoilers tell us a little bit about the story and about nora and there were so many great characters in this book and, and you made them so intelligent so detailed mm -hmm. that it gave Thank a you. lot of richness and depth to the story and the people that are around her in her life from, from her brother to her husband to her mm -hmm. therapist named David mm -hmm. to even the principal at her school. Mm, John, yeah. And then yeah. Elizabeth, one of her students yeah, in yeah, the high school. You had some yeah. really wonderful characters yeah. in the book. Yeah. But, but tell us a little about the story without any spoilers because we don't want to ruin Yeah, it it's a difficult one to talk about for very I know, long and that's why I'm that. careful with yeah. my questions as well. No, it is yeah. it's interesting yeah. um, when, when the uh, publishers tried to decide about the category it would be and how it would right. be branded because um, I didn't set out to write a mystery and definitely not a thriller and right, no. a lot of people have put it into the category of thriller especially on Goodreads and Amazon I'll look That's and they'll, they'll call it a thriller yeah. and um, but I think it just depends how people define sure, it sure. and uh, and it, there is a definite mystery to it mm -hmm, as she mm -hmm. um, she's really struggling to find out what that she sees a hallucination in her classroom one day of the girl that's on the cover of the red dress and so the book is about her process in figuring out wh who that is and what's it about and why is she haunting her and showing up in this way right. you know and um, and as these memories come back to her I mean she's is just totally I mean shocked shocked yeah and 
disorienting in everything yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, it was completely overwhelming. Overwhelming experience. Yeah, yeah. debilitating. Yeah, in a lot of yes. Ways, right? Yeah. Um, so, how did? How did books play a role for you as a child? Because I, I think I read on something on one of your blogs saying that, you know, it wasn't a point of when you were a child or writing about yourself, but mm -hmm. it was a point of story was a way to escape into someone else's story. Yeah. So how, how did books play a role Books for were you? my life. <laughs> yeah. They really yeah. were. And uh, I, um, my mother actually was the one who brought books into our lives. She drove us to the library here in Naperville. Yeah. We walked a lot of the time, but um, or she drove us every mm -hmm. single week, and we would bring piles of books home. And that was the best day of my life yeah. <laughs> each week yeah. to yeah. be able to bring the books home and smell them and open them and read them. Yeah. And um, and it, then when she taught us how to write, it was even more um, freedom for me because she was very clear about writing yourself into the stories you wanted to be in. Right. You know, if you didn't like where you were, right. and I think right. it was her way of kind of saving the situation at home a little bit and giving you an out, right. an escape route. And it just, but yeah, it goes to reinforce what we do as booksellers, mm -hmm. that books really do save lives. In yeah, I, I absolutely believe that books saved my life. Yeah. And I, I learned so much from every character. Mm -hmm. And I could see how other families, you know, functioned and how children solved problems. And on the other hand, it, I always, the, most, of, most of the books at that time, had parents that were really lovely and great and wonderful, right. you yeah, know. Sure. So that was a bit of a disconnect for sure. me and made me feel very strange, you yeah. know. And um, but I still, uh, the the perspectives that it gave me, mm -hmm. it really gave me hope and taught me some strong survival skills, right, right. and developed my imagination. Yeah, yeah. And it just shows you how important that children, no matter your age, just see yourself mm -hmm. in a story that you can read about. Absolutely. And so it's, it's how important it is. Yeah. So, you know, this, all the characters within the book, and Nora herself, um, and I know they're composites mm -hmm. of people in your life, mm -hmm. but is there any character in the book that comes close to someone that's that you're related to or anybody that comes close, mm -hmm. including Nora? <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. And Nora is is a composite mm -hmm. and um, of several women in my life, you know, the who have been through similar experience, and including myself. And um, Margaret feels very real to me. Yeah. And uh, probably the most true character in the in the story. And the therapist um, is very real. Yeah. Yeah. That his lines are almost verbatim in every yeah. single section. I loved his character. Yeah. And yeah. How he worked with her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought, I thought that relationship very interesting, and how. He helped her through all. I just I thought that yeah, was Yeah, and really he was good. a little ahead uh, and different and, uh, you know, ahead of his time in a way that he yeah. didn't really believe in medication. And um, not that, the, and you know, there's a, that's really important too if that helps. But he wanted her to explore these other avenues right. first. And um, he was a little different in that way. You, you set the novel in the 90s, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so 1996. 1996. It starts in a four-month period. Okay. Yeah, okay. and I, 1996. Part of that reason was it was right at the cusp of the technological boom before we all were carrying phones, yeah. and I, I wanted to write a story where I could invite the reader into um, a theater and just really focus on the characters and not be focusing, 
you know, on technology. And I also didn't want Nora as a high school teacher to have to be dealing with all those kids with <laughs> phones in their pockets. Sure. And, and it would have really changed the story oh, sure. to have phones. And my next novel, there are, there are, there are phones, but um, it would change everything. She could have Googled what, everything that was going on with her. She could have, I mean, it, could have, it would have changed everything. But I wanted to also tell the story of what it was like before we had all these things at our fingertips to help us, what it was like. And even Maeve in the story, Nora's mother, she's from Ireland, so she's coming from a culture where uh, she had even fewer support systems. So she was raising Nora in the 60s when nobody really talked about going to therapy or, you know, right. you know, a little bit they did, but she would not even have known the word, you know, and so she didn't really have any support of what was happening in her household. And that's a big deal. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It would change. Yeah. It would change the book totally. Yeah. You know, and I did like that aspect of you throwing in the Ireland part of this, mm -hmm. um, and her mother, mm -hmm. and the grandparents, and just. But I, I think it was interesting to show how, how difficult it was for Nora's mother mm -hmm. to be a teenage, have a teenage pregnancy, and mm -hmm. all the shame and everything mm -hmm. that came with it, living in an Irish society at that time. Yeah, 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 that was important for me yeah. to show because I remember something coming out of one of my, uh, when I was taking my the story through a writing group and people wanted to know why was Maeve so angry, why did she take it out on Nora? Yeah. And it, it's a really important question because that happens a lot when a parent projects their anger onto a child rather than the, yeah. the, the perpetrator. Right, right. So, so, so the... The Nightshade is told a lot in their therapist's office and mm -hmm. then part of it in the hospital. Mm -hmm. when, and it's so interesting, that setting. And is there anything um, of your own experience that you brought into that? Because it's, it's, it's a safe place. Mm -hmm. Because David, her therapist, provides that safe environment, mm -hmm. which I thought was so great about the book. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was probably one of her few safe containers in her life. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and I think um, that he, that good therapists set up that kind of an environment for you, and uh, and the same with in a hospital. And I, to this day, I'm a very strange person that I feel very safe, comfortable in hospitals. Yeah. I don't hate them, right. and it's interesting, yeah. you know, how you're shaped by uh, the parts of your story that you felt helped you become uh, stronger yeah. and safer. Right, and you know, I think the. Um, the thing about the hospital too was interesting. They're showing some of the characters, even the um, what was her name, the woman in the hospital. Oh, she was wonderful. I loved her character. Oh, oh, the nurse. The nurse. Yeah. Yes, she was great. She was great. Um, but you know, you've been teaching writing for thirty years. Mm. I was reading, mm. and was it different? You know, showing other people how to get their mojo on and, and figure out what their writing life will be. Mm. How did you teach yourself? <laughs> when it came, after you've taught so many others to get this novel and was it did you feel reluctant to get this put it out in the world to let other people to read oh I, w I felt very reluctant <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even right. it, there was a point when I um, after I changed form and the story was really opening up for me that and when I started giving it to other readers where um, I gave it to a couple of uh, author friends. Lydia Yuknovich was one of them. She wrote Chronology of Water. Sure. And um, she's a hero to me. And because, um, and she read it and she reviewed it and gave me some wonderful notes. And at the end she said, you must put this out into the world and I will help you do it. And she 
you know, was true to her word. And when she said it, it really gave me courage. And it was really like pre closing my eyes and pressing send to the, send out the right. manuscript to agents. And um, but I'm grateful. I'm glad that I did it. Now there are days when I feel maybe that you know I have some doubts about whether I should have done that or not. But then um, this going out and talking to people, it's made me feel. Um, that I'm, I'm very gr glad that I did it, and that it's 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 the one way I know that I could maybe help change well, the yeah. statistics. And that's who you you dedicated yeah. the book to is children everywhere that we, yet you yeah. can help through yeah. writing about your own experiences, but doing it in a vehicle that I think will touch a lot more people. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I think it's so much more accessible that way. Yeah, way. to have yeah. the conversations around right, it. And right. Yeah. So I see there's an audio of the book. Yeah. That's yes. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the reader, who's the reader on your um, audio? Cassandra Clare. Oh. Cassandra, no, Cassandra, gosh, I have the name wrong now. I hope Why? you can cut that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, gosh, I'm sorry. I that's can't okay. Remember but do you like name. the audio? That would be. Yeah. I, I did. I liked uh, part of the audio. The, yeah. the little girl's voice was hard for yeah, me. because, sure. And you can't really have ch a child actor come in and do it. Right. You know, with that kind of a yeah. story, so I think that was part of it that sure. I, I thought, oh, that's. But the, but she did sound a lot like Nora right. the rest of the story, right. yeah. yeah. But Margaret, you know, talking about Margaret with the blue eyes and the blonde hair, mm -hmm. which you have. Mm -hmm. um, how much of Margaret was was you and those things you felt as a child, being a, like a six-year-old or whatever mm -hmm. you know age that you were at the time? Uh, Margaret was very true to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She was probably. The, the easiest to write and the most painful mm -hmm. to write because I had to really live it through right. her again. And, um, but it, it, brought, it brought me a lot of compassion for her. And um, I, you know, during the writing process, I felt when I would, an edit, when a, an editor had said, um, there's too much graphic detail in, the, in this, these scenes yeah. and we need you to take it, you know, soften it up a bit. And I, I tried to do that, and and, and uh, interestingly, I didn't think there was a lot myself. I didn't think I had yeah. written a lot of yeah. graphic detail. I was I was really kind of stunned by that. Mm. So I went through and I tried to soften it and consider different readers. And um, I, after about an hour of doing that, I felt really sick to my stomach. Mm and um, I just went and laid down and closed my eyes and that's when I saw Margaret again and she was curled up and crying and felt like I had sh was ashamed of her yeah. and she asked why did you disappear my words and I, I was horrified because I did the very thing that I yeah. was trying to change somehow right. so I went back and I put the words all back in again and promised not to do that <laughs> you know but um, it's really important to me to give her a voice that was the point of the story and so um, the net that was not an editor with my publisher that was just a different editor oh, okay. my editor with the publisher loved it didn't want to change a word yeah, no, yeah. I think that made it so powerful mm -hmm. and I don't want to give any spoilers but that one scene where Margaret goes outside from the hospital mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. 
where they hug. Mm. Oh, that was just a wonderful scene. Mm. I just love that part. So Thank you. No spoilers. <laughs> I can't say anything more because I'll ruin it for anybody. Thank you. So your bookstore, Imprint. Yes. That's in Port Townsend. Yes. Yeah. The Writer's Workshop. The Writer's and imprint, Workshop. And Imprint Books. So how long have you had the bookshop? Ten years. Wow. Fabulous. Well, we had uh, the right. We started with the Writer's Workshop, yeah. and that was just purely a, a book, a <laughs> book, a store yeah. that had. Um, we had classes, two to three writing workshops a day. It was a, a space for writers, not a store. And um, and then we had just books on the arts and craft of writing. And then when the uh, people in our book in our town who owned the bookstore um, retired, they asked us if we wanted to take it over, and we of course did. And we merged the two, Wonderful. and it's been perfect. It's yeah. a beautiful combination. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is something about the life in books, which you, yeah. you know, being a um, yeah. A bookseller. I yeah. think it's a very noble, noble <laughs> cause. There it's, are frustrations, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I think but that's it, absolutely wonderful yeah. that you combine the two. Yeah. So I may be calling you because we've been talking about getting a writers' conference together. So I will. Yeah, to they go together them. so perfectly. Yeah, it's just a beautiful combination. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, so what do, what do you hope that readers will take away from the Night Child um, after they finish the book? What do you hope that they will do with of having read this experience and and learning something about you, mm -hmm. but also learning about what mm -hmm. it is for a child to go through mm -hmm. sexual, verbal, and physical abuse, mm -hmm. but also taking it on to childhood. And what can we do in this world to help mm -hmm. people? Yeah. Um, well, I've heard from a lot of readers already, which has been uh, a spectacular experience to hear what they got from it, and they're, they're, they, the, the, what they brought was so different in many cases, but most people um, were really taken with um, listening to the child within, and that was that's what I brought from it myself, is how important it is, really important, to think about your child's self, who's always there, yeah. you know, and um, do, do we truly love that, that part of ourselves, and, and do we, have we forgiven, you know, the child self and the teenage self, and the, all the way up to the adult self, and... Oh, essential that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's really adults. important. It yeah. impacts everything that we do, the way that we treat ourselves. Yeah. And, and each other. And, yeah, and each other, sure. yeah. So what are you working on now? I think you mentioned a little bit, <laughs> because you have phones in the next one. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't say too much about no, it. No, don't. But, but um, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's uh, it takes place in the San Juan Islands, and it invo involves a group of nuns who are radical activist nuns I and love it. Uh, so breaking all the boundaries. <laughs> it's been really fun to write. Oh, that sounds yeah. great. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah. Well, promise you'll come back. Oh, I would love to. Yet. Well, Anne, thank you so much for sitting oh, down thank with you. me and talking. It was great. And thank you. And please promise us you'll come back for your oh, next book. I would book. love to. Um, I would love to. Keep keep writing. So. Thank you. What a great conversation with Naperville native Anna Quinn. She is now a bookstore owner too. She owns a store out in Washington State. This is her debut novel. It's called The Night Child, a transformative, incredible novel about what happens to a few of us in childhood that carries over to a detriment in our adulthood. Thanks for joining me on Authors Review.